Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There was so much kung fu in this episode. A big bully is now in time in town and someone may be prego. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Woo! What's going on y'all? What's going on? Thanks for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> I'm your Wonderful host, you might have seen me on the shy, the act, and now you're seeing me here to talk about all things Wu Tang. I'm Chef Beans coming through with the mental cuisine. And to my left, you might have seen her on Black Lightning, and now she's on a new show, which is All Rise. All Rise, and now we're actually going to rise to the occasion. It's Miss Zuri. Yay! Hey guys, what up, Zuri baby? And to her left. Coming through with that scarlet red. Woo! You might have seen her <laughs> on <laughs> The Shy Harlots when they see us. And now we see her here to talk about all things Wu Tang, Miss Kitty Kaboom. What's up? So good to see you guys. So good to be here. Yes. So good to see you too. And yes, so today we're going to talk about Wu Tang and American Saga, Season 1, Episode 9 I Declare War. The different things that we're going to talk about is deal or no deal. Who's the bigger man and knowledge and wisdom? We have some news and gossip today in our special segment. So let's jump right into it. What do you guys think about this overall episode? Because I actually have a lot to say. What do you say? Let's start with Zuri. It was a little underwhelming. I thought okay. like last week was a springboard forward. And I feel like with only one episode left, I'm kind of starting to think that we're only going to get the beginning of Wu-Tang, mm. which makes me optimistic that we may get another season. Mm. What do you think, Kitty? It has to be another season. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to understanding, <clears throat> excuse me, more about the complexities of this group and like how they literally came to be. I've li- Every single episode, I'm like on the edge of my seat. Okay, now they're going to explain it. Okay, now they're going to catapult into fame. Okay, now. So I like the fact that they're giving all of this um, background. I think it's super important to flesh out the characters and give them, you know, their own storyline and stuff. So that's been awesome. The flashbacks have been super helpful. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, I've been anxious. So I am looking forward to seeing what they bring next season and like how they evolve into this. Because sitting in the... I'll get ahead of myself. Anyway... No, that's that, how I feel. I think this episode, honestly, I've, I've never laughed so much during like this whole season before this episode. Primarily during the kung fu section when they were putting like modern day words. Right, then, wasn't that the best? I was laughing so much, so I enjoyed that part of the episode a lot because it kind so of brought I. me to this like humorous point. But there was a lot going on, and the first topic that we're going to talk about is deal or no deal. Let's get right into it. We have Bobby who just got this information last episode that he was being cut, so now he actually wants some more answers he storms into the office everything like that what's going on what's your initial thoughts when we seen bobby storm into this record label 
situation? Honestly, the conversation went like so many conversations I've heard in the past. None right. of it was surprising. Us being in the business, granted, it's not music, entertainment overall, even if it's sports related, anything that has to do with putting you in front of the people. Um, even politics for that matter, there's going to be that conversation. It just is what it is. They call the shots. They have the money. They make things happen. And then when it all falls apart based on them, they're just like, mm, yeah, maybe that wasn't so great. My bad. But we'll holler. Like there's right. no safety net. There's no maybe we can do something else with you. Maybe we can listen to something else you provided. You know, and I just think it's really sad. But if you have a different mindset, you will be open to the thought process that, you know how they say one door closes, another opens, all of that. So what did this man say? Good. I'm glad you got cut. You wasn't supposed to be there. They right. can't handle you. They got you looking like a clown. Like, that's not even where you're supposed to be. The WB frog. Already. So <laughs> I really appreciated that line. And it just, you know, it, it went to, it stands to reason that that is the truth. It wasn't, you weren't supposed to be there. But right. it gave you a taste of what that life looks like. So you know you're headed in the right direction. It's only a matter of time. Right. I would have liked a little more from Monica. She seemed like she cared about Bobby, like, at the last photo shoot. At least, like, I know what I'm doing. I I don't know. I just feel like last episode, I wasn't completely sold on her. But I imagine that in that industry, if she wanted to totally be dismissive and Mm -hmm. rude, then she would have right there. So I had some hope that she would at least give his tape a listen, considering she just said, I'm looking for a group. And she seems to actually like Bobby as a person so I thought that she would have at least gave the tape a listen but when she said I'll show you out I was kind of expecting Bobby to get crazy I was too I I thought he was going to get crazy too and during this scene I don't know I just feel like Monica was hitting him with regular industry jargon oh sorry my hands are tied Mm -hmm. it is what it is you can tell this isn't uh, unfamiliar conversations that she has so I wasn't shocked with that and based off watching the documentary we saw that Bobby was one of the first ones to actually get a record deal but he used the knowledge and everything that he gained from this experience and passed it on to everybody else I look like we don't actually need them. They need us more than anything. So how can we make sure we complete? We have complete control over our music, our content, and everything else that we're doing? So I thought that that was very prevalent. Or even his, his manager, who was just kind of like, look. I wish he would have fired him. Like, he should have <laughs> right, been the one exactly. fired. I would have yeah. preferred to deal with Monica than his name is Dre. Right. He was so bad from the beginning. He yeah. never... He never looked really interested, and even with Giza, Giza, I always say it wrong. You do. That's Giza, so cute. Though. He was like rushing him and like being rude, and I'm like, "This is your talent. Like how he's making you money, right?" So, but I mean, it was all a learning lesson with that. So as far as deal or no deal, I like that situation because I know Bobby, his mind is all over the place as far as learning. But now let's transition to Rob when he's at. Crescent studio and we hear Crescent saying like yeah so we need him to sign a contract before this is out so I like that Ra or whatever they're calling him in his right. Ray, we know it's Raekwon right. yeah but so we see Ray kind of see the light like oh like I'm actually talented people looking at me you can tell he's starting to feel himself mm-hmm. and then boom everything transpires so how did y'all feel about that situation with Ray in the studio I already know what Zuri's going to say. Go ahead, Zuri. <laughs> he grew on me. Hey. I, I wasn't really feeling him at first. I still would have preferred to see that moment where he decided that he actually wants to rap. Um, but I'm glad that he did. And I'm glad that he took the initiative to go in the circle and rap, although power came and was braining on his parade. Right. I'm glad that he's starting to kind <laughs> yeah, of like... I like power. <laughs> I'm glad that he's, he's starting nut. to like 
you know, find his, well, define himself and mm-hmm. not let power define him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super important too. You can tell that like anything else, when people have the power over you, when they have money, when they have the ability to pull your strings, then they're going to use it. No way around. Even like the most generous, nicest people, that kind of power oftentimes leads to people misusing it. So right. it was dope to see him kind of come out from under, under his thumb. Now, mind you, he probably would not have been able to do that or been willing to do that had Homeboy not been there. I'm sorry. I don't know his name with the dreads. Crescent. Crescent. Thank Crescent. you. So Crescent was there and was able to be like, yo, your man is kind of hot with it. Yeah. He was like, yeah, let me show you what I'm capable of. So I think it was an opportunity for him not just to shine in front of Crest, but also to show power. Like, yeah, I know. I actually I, got I do bars. Work. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I do work for you. And I'm good at that. You don't put me in the apartment, show me, gave me love, cause. So clearly I'm doing my thing. But yo, let's be clear. Right. I'm a rapper too, bro. And I even Crescent said that too. He was kind of like, you know, we got our business over here. They still make me money, but in the rap game. Yeah. And I think another one of my favorite points from this episode was when he was watching Bobby's video. And he yeah. saw himself in the video. He like, yo. Look this. I thought that was dope too. Instead right. of clowning him, he, he was clowns. like, my man made it. Right. That was so special. Because that you know yeah. how they do. Like they fight to break up, to fight them. So every week it's like, oh, they cool now? Or what's about to happen where they're not cool again? Right. So that was good. You know, he'd stay with a sneer on his face, always hating on everything. It's starting to loose. It's starting to it's loosen starting up, to loose up, up right? Well, it's nice. I, I see you right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm glad that we haven't seen them be haters. Like, it's usually like one hater of the group, especially since there were so many of them. Mm-hmm. It could have easily been like, oh, I'm hating on you. I want to tarnish what you're doing instead of just, I'm going to build my own. Uh, we saw that with... Um, Method Man, mm-hmm. like he kind of like got a little upset, and then he went to build his own, and then was open to collaborating still instead of just being a super hater, right? Because they're all still friends at the end of the day, exactly. And we got to factor in like they their family. yeah, their, their yeah. family, they sandbox them there. So I really enjoyed that. Another thing that like I really enjoy is the things that we say about our network. Well, what do you like to tell the people? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hey guys, I want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. Make sure you thumbs up this video if you're listening on the podcast. Give us five stars on iTunes. Also, leave us some comments. You guys are super active in the chat. Um, we do look at these comments afterwards, so be sure to leave comments. I know that Chef Beans, as well as Miss Kitty, is doing amazing things outside of After Aww. Buzz, and we're also grateful to be here, so make sure you show us love, and we'll give it right back. That was a nice footnote, baby. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. yeah, check us out. We're trying to do our thing everywhere. <laughs> I just yeah, yeah, wanted to interject real quick. Exactly. What are they talking about? So this is dope. Um, we got a little bit of a hater, but I shut him down. Okay. Mr. King David says salute to all of us as, a, as usual. Yep. Gotta love him. Knuckle Game said, oh, Lord, the Three Stooges again. But, you know, I only put you on blast so you know we don't play them games. Bro, watch your mouth. There you go with that. And I absolutely love, Alexander says, the ESPN of TV talk. That's hey. right. He got it right. I love that. And how bad do you think Tommy Boy Records feels now, 25 years later? Levi Ben Yudah said that. So true. Like, What's so the real. saying when you shoot yourself in the foot? <laughs> you right. shot yourself so, in the foot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they probably watched this episode and looking for those tapes. like Because it's a relic now. Right? You probably yeah. saw that in the museum. Real talk. It, it, Remember it, when Homeboy bought the uh, Wu-Tang's album for like some gabillion dollars oh, yeah, that hadn't yeah. been released or whatever? The guy that is a horrible human being, but he got a lot of money. Right. <laughs> no, because he was the head of the medical mm-hmm. field and no, charged not, people all that money. Okay, I I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I bet Tommy Boy Records would feel they very foolish, right now. very small. 
but we're not talking about small. We're going to talk about bigger. Being the bigger man, mm-hmm. speaking about the bigger man, we saw how this episode started with a very large man. What was his name again? Attila. Attila. As in the Hun. That's a very gr- like rough name, but also... He kind of gave me Debo from Friday, but like just like a big bully. Just he didn't really say much. He's he smashing heads against the window. I'm like, yo, what the hell? Who is this right, guy? Who is this it's, guy? Speaking of that, I looked at his Instagram. His oh, yeah? name is Rob Creighton. Okay, up and coming actor, and actually one of his posts on Instagram was like the new Debo in town. So I guess that's kind of like. I don't, that wasn't it verbatim, but he definitely mentioned Debo on his Instagram. Right. I feel like that's kind of like the roles that he's getting booked for. Like and I mean, Debo six, did well six, for himself. Yeah. Very so. well. Very well. He's gone on to do amazing things. Yeah. He's been in a yeah. lot of stuff and he produces. Right. So if that's the road he's on, go more right. power to you, bro. Do your thing. It's like every time he was on camera, I expected some type of vicious act to happen. Like we saw him shooting up places. Gun button Yo, people left it, and right. So I'm a scary cat, and, and and I would like get up from my kitchen table and like hide and like just listen to the audio because I couldn't stand to see him like shoot another person. Like, <laughs> I, I was thought you did like, in real like, life from no. TV, babe. Oh yeah, I'm the worst. Don't watch any movies with me. <laughs> That's funny. So I mean, so let's get into it. We still the only connection that we have, or the only info we have on him. He knows the vine. Um, clearly they might have some type of history together and he breaks into Bobby's house because he heard that she has $60,000, right. takes his music. It's a lot going on. How did you feel about that when you lifted up the bed and took Bobby's things? I thought that really, really sucked, obviously for Bobby, right. but for every, for the legacy of woo, right? He has to get it back. And I just, I think, I don't know who this cat is. Like, I don't have too much thought about it, except right. it was real screwed up because I don't know his background. Like, where did he come from? Like, what is his ties with up? any of this? Yeah, like, why exactly? What was his crime? And the fact that his man is clearly not his man. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I'm going to use you to get home, but then I'm going to bust you in your arm because you didn't give me no money on my books. Like, we out here struggling, bro. I had Oreos for dinner. Like, I'm supposed <laughs> to give you money? Right. You know what I mean? So, clearly he's a bully. <laughs> and I don't know what to think about it except to just be scary about what's to come i didn't care for him i clearly i'm obsessed with the backstory i'm still waiting on the odb backstory i'm a little salty about it but like he just showed up and got mad i would have liked to see like a even a glimpse of him and divine back in the day maybe divine stole his lunch and he never let it go <laughs> right something or so like divine's the reason up. he got locked up something yeah, something oh, i'm definitely. like you just showed up and were upset like i don't even I'm robbing kinda, people i kind of got like Friday vibes with Debo and then the wire vibes with him just like robbing all the drug dealers. I'm just kind of like, who is this guy? I even would have accepted it if we would have started off with him at the phone and just heard 60,000 and it was just a regular mugger off the street. Right. Like they obviously know everyone in the town, especially back in the days when you really didn't have a cell phone. We played outside. So I think that even would have made more sense for me to at least have a connection to his character. But other than that, I was just a little confused. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that it's divine. That they went, something went down. You know what I mean? Because that's the only thing that boy that picked him up was talking about. Right. This is what happened to people in the hood. But the people that we were, or you, before you went in, were genuinely associated with, let me give you a little background on them. So once he, you know, spilled tea, homeboy basically gave him a look like, okay, you've said enough. Shut the hell up. Just drive and do what I need you to do. And then was about to take that brother's life. So do you think he would have come after Bobby or Divine if he heard they hadn't had the money? I'm 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 not sure. I don't see it. It doesn't seem like he was very pressed for it. He was just kind of causing havoc all over the place, which I feel like his role 
just to be transparent, was very overly dr- dramatic. Like, you smashing heads against windows, you shooting in the sky because now you're in town, you kicking down everything. It was just kind of like, who are you? Right. Like, who? why are you wreaking havoc like this? Like, he literally came in like Godzilla. You know right. what I mean? Just stepping on stuff and smacking. His, shirt, the his shirt ripped. I like how yeah. your shirt ripped. Because he, he's wicked. But I even, like, I, I thought it was funny when... um. Everybody was super loud in the jail. Rah, rah, when people were walking out. Then when he was walking the out. The guard moved his gun down. Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, who, who is he one of the members? Like, is yeah. this Capadon? Like, I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. But still don't know who he is. So I, I thought that that was very telling as far as this new bigger man in town. Speaking about another bigger man, what I really enjoyed was Dennis at the end pulling up with the tapes and saying, hey, I figured yeah. I'd be the bigger man. Like, Zuri, how did you feel about that scene? Um, I was worried with his little brothers. I feel like Dennis is just like one inch away from snapping on his little brother. No, but. <laughs> he adores them. He's just always yeah, he has well, a big heart you know, for them. He has a smart mouth. Like, All he, the time, though. Yeah. But think about it. He talks to them a lot less crazy than he does people in the street. He Very loves true. them. He, yeah. Would, yeah. he wouldn't kirk out on them. But it does. Yeah, but that's just his demeanor. Like, what? No, he, you know, he always ready. And he does things for them. Like, everything. The you see, watch tr- gave yeah. it to him. The glasses gave it to him. Like, it seems like everything. But his brothers were pushing his butt. It's like, yeah. how you mad that she died with Maju Sheree, huh? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. But that's what brothers do. Yeah. Just because they are um, physically challenged doesn't mean that they got something to say. Their brains work just fine. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. Now, I, I was laughing a lot at that, but just a little side note. We see Sheree might be a little prego. That ain't no side note, Sheree. bro. That's a big deal. Yeah. She might be prego, prego. It's looking like it. Yeah. I, I really hope not. She's yeah, how so long have dope. they been in Ohio? though have they been out there they didn't really give us a timeline yeah. for that it's definitely been some months it has to have been some months obviously right. so she's clearly if she is pregnant she in her first trimester probably no farther than like three months but it is so sad to watch like because we don't know anything about her like i wish i knew in real life how that story ended right so then we could be like well at least she went on the bigger better thing she's right. so smart she became like you know a, a supreme court justice so she didn't let that stop her right i don't know like did she did yeah. she become like a welfare mama I don't know. <laughs> well, with, with, with her with her bloodline and her being Riza's younger sister, I'm pretty sure some maybe some type of I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mommy, I don't know. <laughs> so we shall see. Yeah, we should definitely see. And um, another thing, last thing that I really want to talk about is knowledge and wisdom. So we see that Riza. We're going to start with Riza. We see that he's tapping into this knowledge that Jizza gave him with the five percenters. He has this book, and he's starting to really feel empowered because what I know about the five percenters and just doing research, they say eighty-five percent of the people don't know. Then you got ten percent who do know, but are choosing not to share. So with the five percenters are those are supposed to be the five percent of black men to uplift our race uplift the asiatic black man so riz is tapping into it but we see that he's interrupted through to someone banging down his door back to this godzilla dude i don't know i'm I'm trying not to talk about him but like (laughs) how did you how did you feel about that seeing this young black man tap into his highest self I love it. I yeah. mean, I'm always for our community, anybody in our community that's doing good stuff. So the fact that he sat still for a second and said, you know what, there might be some truth to this. Let me open this book and shed some light. And I, maybe I will agree with it. Maybe I'll go full force. Maybe I won't. But I'm open to it because that's it. That's what it's really all about. Being open to new possibilities. Maybe that's not for you. Maybe you're not a 5% at heart. But guess what? Now you know. Right. You know what I mean? So moving forward, you know what you're not. That's going to help you decide what you are. Right. I thought it was dope. And plus... You know, 
know. It's such a good vibe coming from RZA. Like, Bobby's yeah. always that guy. Right, trying to add value wanna, to himself. Yes, I just want to hug him. <laughs> what did you I think do. about Desiree? I liked it. I'm glad that he um, took the time to read the book. He At first, it seemed like he might have ignored it. Or maybe the first thing yeah, he yeah, saw, it, he saw did that. ignore it. So I'm glad that he took the time to read it. And knowing that he has the knowledge, that means knowledge for all of Wu-Tang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think many of them would have picked up the book. So Right. And yeah, he's really tapping in because, like what Kitty said, even if he chooses not to like pursue that life, the first step that I feel as though a purpose-driven life is getting to know yourself. So being self-reflective, whether you choose to do something or not, at least you know that you don't have strings on exactly. you. Exactly. So I really even enjoyed that whole scene. Like, okay, like you're tapping into wanting to add value to yourself. Mm-hmm. And we even see Divine. He's asking questions like, yo, I get done everything in two hours, but I still got to be here all day. Dude, like, well, they, you getting paid regardless. So basically chill out right and he's in his office where he saw a dude kind of talking about millions of dollars kicking his feet up he saw the book that homeboy was reading so he even tapped into that so i even i enjoyed that like i enjoy seeing not just black men read just black people period people, period yeah. period so just to see him pick up this knowledge like, okay this could add some type of skill to myself i really appreciated like that the essence of that I honestly enjoyed seeing Divine pick up the book more than I enjoyed yeah. Bobby's pick up right. the book. Because we kind of expect Bobby to do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, and Bobby at least has a life goal. He's right. showing us, like, you know, I'm going to do this music thing to the wheels fall off. Right. Divine just kind of wants money. So right. how he was going to go about getting money, we don't know. Right. So I'm glad he at least picked up the book and we know, like, okay, you're going to take this somewhere. Right. Exactly. And, and what I do know about Divine, based off of, like, the documentary, Divine was put a lot of money into like investing into Wu-Tang due to however he got the money. Mm-hmm. So I think this situation with him reading the book is saying like, okay, I know how to get money, but do I know how to use it? Mm-hmm. Do I know how to utilize it? Right. So I feel like this is actually maybe a nugget towards him becoming a leader in some type of capacity. Right. You know? And to that um, point, I was going to do my news and gossip on power, but as we know, power was like one of the like major executives and like the whole Wu-Tang group right. when I was doing my research and like how he was, um, like how he knew to tell Crest, like, hey, he told Raekwon, hey, let's leave. And like just that knowledge of like kind of owning Raekwon in that moment. Right, that was next year. Also, yeah. yeah, I think speaks like Divine sowing into sowing seeds into early Wu Tang too. Oh, absolutely. I really, mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to talk about that because we see that power always was focused on the goal. Like, you got all these people here partying, but let's talk business. Oh, right. no, talk to my man from DC. He's like, what? I don't know about that. <laughs> like, what no, are you talking you. about? And yeah. even when everything went down, when they got jammed up, he told Ray, like, look, always keep your eye on the ball. Like, yeah. never get swayed about everything that's going on. But I even liked how Ray told Homegirl, she's like, oh, how do you know Crescent? Oh, we make music together. Mm-hmm. I think that's just like the hood intuition. Like, I don't know you. Exactly. And the fact that she's not even divulging her name. Like, she was a sneak from the very beginning. Yeah, and when she said, oh, you're the only one I have in mail, I was like, whoa, this is a real groupie. I wasn't even <laughs> thinking, like, police. I was like, okay, I girl. I didn't think police. Yeah. Right, she's like, I ran through them all. Yeah, Who are like, you? Oh, wow, sis. New me. Yeah, she yeah. got that up. But, I wasn't even thinking that. But I like right. how he played the, like, you're not asking the right questions. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you know everything that's going on, then you know everything that's exactly. going on. Exactly, you already know what what part I play but, in this nope, situation. I'm, I'm his cousin. Exactly, <laughs> that's my man's name. We we went back to we went to school together. Right, you could keep it just as simple as that. Right. Yeah. Good point. My, oh, are they talking about anything? Of with you? course. Yeah. I want to shout out for real quick because Jizza asked me to. Not Jizza. I'm sorry. Levi Ben Judah said, "Salute me, Kitty." All day, brother. Okay. You got that. <laughs> 
And why are you still listening? Then, oh, I guess they're talking to each other. <laughs> um, in reality, Riza had good money from Tommy, got a car, and good enough money. That's what the Jizza says. Okay. I mean, okay, well, they have to tell a story. They only have a certain amount of time, so mm-hmm. I guess they didn't cover it that way. And since he got let go, got cut from the label, that's probably what just one they wanted to highlight the fact that he right. did make it to some extent. Right. But then he had to move on because it yeah. wasn't filling them. He, he was getting money, though, because we saw that. Getting money in some capacity, we saw that with his outfit change, change started changing. Mm-hmm. We saw the way he was dressing episode one, right? Versus episode seven, eight, he got on the Tommy Hilfiger, the polo, everything. So I was like, okay, like they they you, doing it, you, thing. you got some, right. you got some money coming real. in. Yeah, no doubt. I thought that was dope. So, how did y'all feel about them using? Shaolin, Wu-Tang, bringing, like, just creating that narrative as far as, like, Dennis watching these episodes, Dennis using his knowledge and wisdom to kind of bring his inner genius to life. Mm. Because this whole season, we see Dennis being very, like, aggressive, you know, malicious on different capacities, but he's like, no, this is what makes sense. And he tried to explain it to his producer. His producer is not seeing his vision, so he goes to the one person who he trusts the most and just brings it. I don't know that that really warmed my heart because I'm Aww. like, yes, that's what, that's what, it's that's, to that's be what about. it takes. Like if you exactly. have a vision and you stand firm by that vision, you're going to make sure that you make it happen. That's right. So I really appreciated that. And I even like how aesthetically they created this narrative of the Shaolin Wu-Tang battling each other, but they had on like yes! joys and they were talking like, everything. Hey, I was dying. Like, what do y'all think about that scene? Definitely my favorite scene. Hands down. Yeah, me too. Because I kept looking at their mouth saying, Oh, so they didn't even like, you know, uh, dub over it. At the beginning, when, they were doing no, it in, though. Initially. Yeah, yeah. But in that particular scene, yeah. I kept looking close to be like, What's Oh, happening? this is, yeah. they actually hired actors to talk mess. Right. And you know, it's always a dope thing when they have actors of different races that yeah. try to sound hood or yeah. sound like the black community and it comes off as so like corny and jacked up they sounded completely authentic right. like yo I've been in like I grew up in this joint this is me this oh, is me was all like, day the fuck Right. The fuck y'all do? I was like, yo, they funny. Oh, I was, they I was, was killing it. I really appreciated that. They, and then they kept going back to Dennis to kind of show us. Obviously, this is through his eyes. This right. is his point of view. What he's seeing, how he's interpreting this movie for the greater good of Wu. But that's so dope because black culture is just so dope. It's like no matter how you put it, like I'm going to make sure that I understand because my dad was a big Wu Tang fan. Yeah, he had the um the tapes and everything. It's not not the Wu Tang tapes, but yeah, I guess the Wu Tang tapes, but the actual you know people in there, like with the source and things. And with that, it's the same way how we all interpret music, movies. It's all subjective. So to hear his subjective ver- subjective version of this Wu Tang yes. Shaolin, it just it don't get yeah, better, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that made me happy, too. It really did. I thought it was very authentic. I thought it was a great way for them to put a spin on the whole situation. And it kind of gave us mere mortals over here that don't necessarily watch these movies or are fans of this culture an insight. Oh, that's what they meant. Oh, that's what they're trying to say. Oh, Shaolin versus Wu-Tang. Okay, I thought they were one. Like, it did. It helped yeah. clarify a few things for me, too. Me, too. Yes. Me too. Same, yeah, especially, so. you know, the, a lot of younger generation Wu-Tang just made their 25th years i feel like with this coming on in this age it definitely needed some explaining because you know <laughs> you see the w at target yep. and you're like oh this is cute this is cool this is vintagey but you're like what is wu-tang right. exactly they did a good job of giving some more insight mm-hmm. yeah and i yeah no absolutely and i really like how the episode ended with bobby telling dennis what happened and dennis like so what's up 
Right, what we about to do. Since like, the one time Dennis' <laughs> anger like really paid off. Right. I was like, yes, Dennis is angry. He's always angry, it, but, but you're absolutely right. This time it was more apropos, and you already, he already knew what it was going to be. He known this man since babyhood. When he said, there's a problem, or that's all you got to say to Dennis. He's like, what, what you trying to do? What's right. up? What's go- that's good. Yeah, Dennis Dennis never been sweet on any type Nothing. of thing. But it was like the same. What I also picked out, this was like the same conversation that they had when they were shooting the video when Dennis, I mean, when Bobby had the top, top hat, hat on because he said the same thing. Look, you looking goofy, blah, blah, blah. But when Bobby told him I lost the deal, he said, good, because you were looking goofy <laughs> and everything like that. So it was more justified. Like, this is what I was trying to communicate. But you know what? I'm angry. I don't always right. communicate the best. Not absolutely yeah. in my best mind to but speak thoughts. You might have a fifty dollar late fee on these tapes. Let's <laughs> right. leave with that. Right. And right. also, right. like, right. let's let's bring our minds together. And he really gave Bobby his flowers. Like, mm-hmm. look, you we we know you the brains. We know when it comes to decision making, this is you. And even his brother told him like, you should rap. Like, he was just getting it from all angles. So I, I don't know. I enjoyed this episode, even though I thought Homeboy Muscle Man, uh, what's his name? Achilles. Achilles was just, you know. He was crazy. With that being said, Jesus said, I wish Ra and Dennis came together against Attila. We shall see. Like, hopefully they do. It looks like from, you know what I mean, from the table discussion that that's the next move. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll see next uh, show. Yeah, what do y'all think they're going to do, though? I hope they put their heads together and come up with something better than just rushing him and trying to beat him up two one to one. Like, you know what I mean? I right. hope they like make well, it strategic. Well, Dennis is involved, you're just going to go in there and start shooting. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I hope, I hope that Bobby is able to tell Dennis, yo, check this out. This is what we about to do. And like pull out paper and pen and be like, yo, bruh, then you take the right. side and we go in here and then you knock him on the head. Like, go with a plan. This is a big guy. Clearly, he is not afraid to go back to jail. He <laughs> popping guns, killing people like he's rogue. I, I, so, I got to yeah. say something. That I got an inside scoop, uh, scoop on. Spoiler it's, alert! It's, it's not a spoiler alert, but sure? I got the inside scoop. So the guy, what's his name? Big dude again? Achilles. Achilles. That's no, actually Attila. 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 I'm no, sorry. wait, wait. Let me get it right. His name is Attila. The I mean, the Hun is not in there, but do like Google Attila the Hun. Okay. He was a big. Go ahead. Okay. He's a big deal. He's so Attila in, in this history. episode, <clears throat> he's actually Biggie Smalls, and they're going to have a rap battle. I'm joking. I just made that up. I was gonna say that is a spoiler. What are you talking about? I'm like, you don't look nothing like Big. Can you imagine that? No. You are so goofy. He over there in his own little brain creating all type of subplot. What? No. Can you bro. imagine if that's Biggie and this is how they all be nuts. He's too mobile to be Biggie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Biggie was taking his time with everything. Whoever he shot would have had a chance yeah. to get back at him. Oh man, yeah, that was, think about that. No, but I I enjoyed this episode at the root of it. I, I did enjoy it but now let's talk about some news and gossip i think zuri it's time for you to take us away yes so this weekend the wu-tang clan headlined the desert days concert in paris california and they Mm. um collaborated with a group called karungbin so this group is like a young group from texas and everyone's really excited about it because they're like wait is there are we gonna have more music coming up because right. it was kind of interesting to see them um collaborate and they collaborated for their last song protect your neck mm, that's dope and, and, when, and when was that again? this past sunday oh nice that's very dope well thank you for that yeah very interesting <laughs> thank you darling and now I think it's time for another sex sec section segment 
not who is who. It's time for who is woo. What up, though? Yes, sir. Sorry, did I cut you off no, the no, introduction? No, no, no. My bad. Thank you so much. You just kaboom, but <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> okay, so this is not on a specific Wu Tang member because they're doing big things with this concert. I think obviously the show has helped. There's been so many shows done on Wu. They literally are iconic. Yeah, absolutely. So it's always nice to see the cycles. You know what I mean? They kind of come and then they might be dormant for a while and they come back. So I say all that to say another concert that I think is really important to mention was Rolling Loud. This is the mm. first time that um, it's ever been in New York, so that's a big deal. New York City doing its thing. It's just a hip-hop festival, obviously, so some really big names associated with it. This year, in particular, Fat Joe, Jim Jones, DMX, um, just, I mean, crazy. Meek Mills, it goes on and on. And obviously, Wu-Tang Clan. Right. So, unfortunately, RZA missed his flight, so he wasn't actually able to make it. Meth explained that when he got up on stage to everybody. So folks was a little disappointed, obviously, him being the ringleader and all. But they still enjoyed the concert. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 26,000 members. You yeah. know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm sure he was missed, but they probably made up for it. So the blessing was that they got out there and do their, celebrated their thing. Just as you said, this year marks the 25th anniversary of Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. That is a huge deal. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to with they did that song they did protect your neck they did shimmy shimmy yeah shimmy shimmy, yeah, shimmy, shimmy yeah. exactly and i thought this was a great quote by meth who said if it wasn't for these brothers man we wouldn't keep alive the legend of odb he told billboard of his father who passed away 15 years ago this month i'm sorry next month i just keep pushing i got babies they got babies wu-tang for the children you remember when odb used to say wu-tang for the kids wu-tang's playoff music the al green classic let's stay together the saga continues that's so i thought it really yeah that's a great quote you know what i mean he had some great stuff to contribute and the fact that they're being celebrated just makes me so happy because they deserve it they yeah, were iconic and yeah. they are icon- they set the stage for so many people after them so good luck look at my because i can't see i'm always pointing sorry no 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 i thought that was very dope and they are iconic to see how they really changed hip-hop, and yeah. they did it in a very aggressive way. They're not cookie-cutter type people, and to use their personalities and everything, the grit, and what they endured growing up in the inner city of Staten Island, I just thought it was very dope, and even how they casted the show, and they're emulating different things and experiences that they had. My heart is full. <laughs> speaking of uh, full, I think the time is almost fulling up, but hey, we just want to say thank you for coming out and tuning in to... After Buzz TV, an American saga, Wu Tang. Wu Tang. To my left, I think she's going to tell you who she is, but or maybe I am. This is Zuri. (laughs) (laughs) Where can they find you, Zuri? Yes, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Zuri Shalise. I'm on the All Rise After Show Monday nights, and I feel like if you guys like this show, you would like All Rise. So tune in as well as Black Lightning. That's what's up. And to her left. Kitty, where can they find you at? My name is Kitty Kaboom, in case you didn't know. You can find me on IG at K-I-T-T-I-E-K-A-B-O-O-M. I got a couple of projects brewing, so yeah, check my IG to see what I'm doing. Twitter is Kitty Meow, and Facebook is Kitty Kali. That was beautiful. Thank you. And I'm Chef Beans. You can find me on all social media platforms at Chef underscore Beans with a Z. Thanks for turning in. Thanks for turning out. Peace, y'all. I... Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. 
Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.